Hey there, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on the Film Survivor Podcast. What a week it has been. Again, we just had the penultimate episode. That means the episode before the last one. Uh, Episode 13 just aired last night, and I'm going to bring you uh, my thoughts on what happened, and we're going to talk to, spoiler alert, Christian Hubicki, Professor Christian Hubicki, the fan favorite Maybe one of the more popular players in the history of the game, guys, believe it or not. That's what people are saying, and that's the reaction he's gotten. Uh, But we'll talk about that a little bit more. We're going to talk all about the episode. We're going to talk with Christian. I'm going to chat with him here on the podcast coming up. And then we are going to uh, get ourselves set up for next week. The two-hour Survivor David vs. Goliath finale is next Wednesday, December 19th. It's hard to believe how fast these seasons go by. It really is. Uh, And we're at another point. Season 37 is about to wrap. We have less than a week left. One episode, a two-hour episode, and and then we're done with the season. But we're not done with the coverage, everybody. We're going to – I want you guys to make sure that you're following me and and checking out my my written recaps on realitytea.com. For those of you that are, thank you so much for your support. And uh, make sure you put your comments up on there, too. I love reading the comments. I read every comment that gets written on any of my articles, whether or not I respond. But I am reading it, and I'm taking your guys' input and your your uh, your takes on everything. And I, I definitely love the conversation, so let's keep it going. But, yeah, next Wednesday, we got the two-hour finale and then the one-hour live reunion show, which, of course, we will find out who is the winner and the sole survivor of Season 37. But we will also be getting a sneak peek at Season 38, which uh, will be premiering in February. February 20th was the date that they announced as the premiere of Season 38. So we're less than a week away from knowing some intel on that. Uh, But next week, check all that out on Reality T. The the recap's going to post as soon as possible that night, late that night. So people can check that out right away. You know, get your uh, Survivor fix in right after the show airs. Go online, check out my stuff. But then on Thursday of next week, it's going to be a mega-sized edition of this Film Survivor podcast, as it typically is following a season finale. But I'm going to be joined with uh, all six of the uh, remaining people left in the game, uh, one of which will be the sole survivor. Will it be Mike White? Will it be Angelina? Probably not. Will it be Allison? Will it be Davey? Could it be Nick? Or will it be Kara? We are going to find out, like I said. So one of those are, are going to be the winner, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it shapes up. With Christian out of the way right now, it's really wide open. Uh, you know, They talked about it being a free-for-all at Tribal last night, and that's exactly what it feels like. Christian was the front runner. Everybody loves Christian off and on the show, uh, but he was thought to be a, a winner. If, if he got to the end, he was going to win the game. And the way that he had been edited this season, everybody thought that it was pointing to maybe Christian becoming a Survivor legend, which he might have done regardless of winning. But he is, uh, you know, he's just... A, a thing amongst themselves, as I wrote in my article. So it's not just that he's popular with fans and kids, and you know everybody seems to love him. It's not just that he was funny and he was hilarious. His confessionals and you know everything that he brought uh, to the television show this year, just the entertainment value of Christian was off the charts. 
But this guy, from a strategic point of view, I happen to be a, a strategic-minded person. I love watching the strategy of the show. I love it when people get deep into the strategy and, and counter think and you know all these approaches to the game you know the intellectual approach to the game and he's up there in that respect too now is christian getting built up a little bit too much is he is he overrated let's say as a survivor player probably as i mentioned too in my these podcasts if you've been listening or if you go back through my my written recaps on reality t you know a lot of the credit I give to Christian, it was kind of team effort. You know, he did a lot of decision making with Gabby, uh, even though Gabby didn't get the credit that Christian did. Uh, Davey saved him many times, whether it be playing idols on him or giving him key bits of intel. All of that, though, does play back into the fact that Christian played a great game. Uh, you know, if you have a great social game, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have the ability to convince people out there that they should be doing these things to save you. And so he did that too. So he deserves a lot of that credit. Although, again, he was kind of caught up in the wind of Survivor too. You know, he was at the top of the ladder, so to speak, and everybody was gunning for him. And he made it a, a lot longer than a lot of people thought he would. And a lot of good players this season took swipes at him and were not able to knock him down until uh, good old Mike uh, finally was able to take him out this week. Now, whew, boy, just again, a lot of, a lot to process. But, you know, Christian, uh, now gone, uh, opens up the doors. What will happen moving forward? Uh, Davey's in trouble, right? Is Davey in trouble? Uh can Mike win? I mean, just the fact that he's an actor and like in Hollywood and people knew him kind of as he got into the show. Uh, I always kind of was, you know, thought he'd be, I thought, he, I love Mike. I think he's entertaining and I like him on the show, but I kind of dismissed thinking that he could possibly win the game. Could he? Depending on who he's sitting next to at the end, could he win? A could Allison win? You know, people that study the edit of the show would say no, that you know she had way too quiet of an edit on the early parts of the season. But, you know, Survivor has uh, done a lot of different editing things this year to mislead us and to kind of get us, uh, us, you know, us expert Survivor watchers off of our game a little bit. So could that have all been a setup to introduce Allison as a winner down the stretch? Could she Wigglesworth her way to the end by winning, you know, every challenge? She seems to be the challenge threat, and uh, that was foreshadowed at this episode. And uh, Kara, I mean, Kara's a likable player. She says she has a great social game. Of everybody left, I think she's being gunned at, gunned for the least. Could she, could Kara win? Could she get to the end and and get enough votes? I mean, I don't know if she has the resume right now to win the game, especially with this group of players. But I would I don't count her out. And uh, you know, you got Angelina who, <laughs> but the rice though, but the rice. You know, she's not going to win the game, let's face it. But I think that she might be a shoe-in to get to the end. We'll dive more into this after my interview with Christian. But let's just talk a little bit more about the episode first before we get into that interview. Uh, again, you know, I'm going to talk to him about things like the Mason-Dixon alliance. What happened with him and Nick? You know, they at one point they had like the secret bond alliance. And it just seemed to kind of falter and go away at one point. Uh, and then Nick ultimately was a part of uh, Christian's demise in the end. We're going to talk to him about uh, just, you know, he's an intellect. I want to I want to pick his brain on some survivor nerdy stuff. So we're going to get into all that kind of good stuff. But uh, 
As far as the episode goes, yeah, Nick ended up wasting his idol. That was kind of interesting. He played a fake idol. I just loved that whole thing, by the way. The, the whole, that's what I'm talking about, this next level gameplay. Uh, here's Nick, a guy who just has brought it this season. Here he has an idol in his possession already. He, he designs a fake idol. And not only that, because we've seen people design fake idols and, and pull them out you know, before on the show. But nobody has ever done it in quite the way that he did it, where he made a fake idol and then acted like he found it in front of other players so that they believed that he had two idols. And, and just unbelievable. But then what's even what was more cool to me was not just that he thought of all of that, but that Davey could be playing at such a high level where he would then <laughs> kind of guess what Nick was up to. I mean, it takes a certain level again in this game to be operating at, at quite a level to even be able to think up some of this stuff to think that some of these people are capable of doing what they're doing now Davey thought that he might have like showed his idol that he already had that's true he never thought of like the fake idol thing but he was on to Nick thinking that he did it there was something to it he kind of knew that there was something that was fishy about it so all of that just super duper interesting to me uh and it sets the stage. There are no more idols in the game. I don't think that they're going to be any more, uh, you know, introduced. We're at six. Nobody has an advantage right now in the game. Uh, we have four Goliaths and two Davy Davids. <laughs> we have one Davy, but uh, two Davids left in the game. And uh, I'm pumped. I mean, this has been a great season. I think everybody universally thinks it's been a great season. And I'm talking like a top tier season of Survivor. So will it end on the same? on the same wavelength that the rest of the game has been going. What a cast this year. What a cast. And uh, I can't wait to talk to everybody. So, again, make sure you tune in next week to the mega-sized season finale podcast. Uh, that might not be the last podcast of the year, as I might. Uh, we might also be doing some movie-related stuff in the mid-middle period there over the holidays and as we get closer to February uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to put out my uh, top 10 list of the year for movies and some of that other stuff. So make sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast and check it out, especially if you like movies and, and you like following my content. So without further ado, let's get into it with Christian. You, as always, can follow me at Tom Santilli on Twitter. That's the best way to get all of my Survivor and movie coverage. Please also check out MovieShowPlus.com. It's the website that I run with the 30-minute TV show that I produce called Movie Show Plus. Episodes are available online. And, of course, uh, you can also get me on Instagram at FilmSurvivor uh, or check us out also the Film Survivor podcast on Facebook. Here's Christian, guys. Hi, Tom. Christian, how you doing, man? Doing okay. How are you? I'm doing good, dude. This is really cool to talk to you. I was hoping it'd be next week, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, how can I help you, Tom? <laughs> so, yeah, let's just get into it, right? Um, What does it feel like? I mean, you, I'm sure that you've heard this and you've been getting all this attention. What does it feel like to know that you're one of the most popular players in Survivor, uh, probably since, like, Rupert? Uh, that's a really, um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very flattering prospect. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I got a quick nod. Okay, no, I'm good. Sorry yeah. for that. Yeah, it's a, it's a very flattering prospect. Uh, <laughs> that's a... Um, I'm not sure if I can accept it, but let's let's, <laughs> let's go with the premise. Uh, like now, I, I do feel really well, like received and really pleased with how people have liked me on the show, which is which is really great because I didn't go out there to pretend to be anyone other than myself. 
And so to go out there and to be your, you know, what you believe is yourself mm-hmm. and have people like it, I mean, what more flattering compliment is there? And then a, a deeper question on this, you know, since I, I got an intellect with me here today, so I got to ask you all these deep questions, of course. Um, why? Why do you think you uh, appealed to so many people? What, do you, what about you do you feel appealed to so many? I, I think that I really tried to, when I talk, do so in a way where I was empathetic to the audience mm-hmm. and to what they, what they thought about me and what they thought about the show and use that to convey what I truly felt or what I thought was truly interesting. You know, like I, I thought like a breadth-first search algorithm is a really interesting concept that they'd want to know about. <laughs> and so if I explain it with the passion that I feel about it, it I think there's something human with all, within all of us to then empathize with me. It's like, man, he, he loves this stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is neat. Maybe I should listen. Or when I'm talking about what it's like just to feel these things in this moment, you know, I think that there's an appeal to a a pure kind of honesty sure. that 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 I think can draw people in, and and it, and it's great to see people responding to it. You know, and when you're on a show like this too, it is a TV show. It's entertainment. Um, th- there is always a debate over you know how real people are acting and, and versus like a persona that they maybe are putting on for for television. Um, were you were you at all in any way leaning into this you know? nerdy professor kind of persona that they wanted you to, to fit on the show? Um, or, or was this truly just your personality? People who know you outside the game, they would look at the show and just say, hey, that's Christian. I, I think people who know me outside the game will know me and say that, that oh, yep, that's Christian, for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and what you're seeing when I'm talking about science things, it's not um, like some people might say, oh, he's playing up the science nerd angle because that's what they want for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's, that's wrong in an important way in that I did go out there and I had a lot of things I wanted to say about the game mm-hmm. that I thought were important and I thought that were really interesting and I felt hadn't been said on the show before and how it's similar to science in some interesting ways. So if that's not me playing things up to the cameras. That's me talking to you, the audience, saying, this is what I think is interesting. And, and if you listen, I think you might find this interesting too. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that you might. So in that, and in that way, it's not like a show to me. It's almost kind of like a classroom sure. to me, Sure. people who want to listen. Speaking of that too, and I will get into the game too, and of course strategy and things like that too, but watching your Ponderosa video, I thought it was, it was hilarious too that they had you kind of putting on a, a, a lesson for the rest of the Ponderosa members where you're kind of teaching them and uh, you guys are talking about the variances of Survivor and things like that. Um, what did you learn? What, what, did you, what did you take away from your experience with Survivor in terms of uh, did, you, did you learn anything about the game uh, that would have helped you had you known it going in. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's, I mean, uh, in terms of learning about the game itself, um, there's sort of a concept of asymmetry in games. Mm-hmm. That um, you, you, there are sixteen, there are twenty players on Survivor. Yes, they all have the same properties, and that they all have one vote. You know, they can be voted out. They can participate in a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of an abstract way of viewing them. Like they're like these numbers on a page that they're just each of these things. They're all interchangeable and the same. Mm-hmm. But in the game that's cast for a television show, 
we are so different yeah. that, that it's not a symmetric game. We're all different kinds of people who, who you know, I can't play the same game that Alec can play, mm-hmm. and Alec can't play the same game that Gabby can play. So, the, so this high asymmetry to the game is really, that should drive fundamentally your strategy, mm-hmm. that if you're listening to this, and your and your name is Steve. You should take something completely different away from it than if your name is Mary and you're a mother of four. Sure, <laughs> that that asymmetry is fascinating. Um, so in the game, tell me what happened to the uh, the Mason Dixon alliance because that seemed like a thing at at a, at a time, and then all of a sudden it wasn't, and then by the end of it, you and Nick were you know not together at all. Like what happened with that whole uh, alliance with him? So. Um, there is a what was it? So yeah, so we were tight for a long time, and um, and we're, especially after that Jess vote, second mm-hmm. vote of the season, that was really great. So Strava was a great thing of trust. Um, we also made sure we kept each other at a distance at the at the merge, so that way people wouldn't see we're together. It's probably why people tipped off Nick, thinking he wasn't close to me, uh, when when they tried when they tried to vote me out the first time, mm-hmm. and um, so so that was great. That was really useful. I think though in that distance, I actually became actually distant from Nick. Okay. And that's sort of a trap of these sort of sorts of alliances. But uh, also, the way that Mason Dixon formed, I always thought was a little suspicious. And <laughs> that he came up to me within the first hour of the game saying, hey, you're like J- I'm like JT, you're like Steven, <laughs> w- you know, let's go to the final two, let's go to the finals together. Right. I'm like, and it's like hour one of the game. And uh-huh. I'm like, you know that's not sincere, right, at right. that point. And so even though we had built real trust there always was that part of me that said, okay, Nick is not going to look out for me in the long run. So I, he, so he can't get too much traction. He can't get too much power uh, over me that he could, that he could backstab me. So uh, that's ultimately one of the reasons that determining factors why I left Nick out of that vote for Carl. And after that point, that's, that's when it really shattered. And I expected him to get mad. In fact, to, to a degree that was a bit of the point. I wanted people to see I wasn't universally liked around camp. Um, I didn't know how mad he would be. Got it. And I understand it. I mean, it's a tough game, and so I, I don't begrudge him that at all. What would you say is is the most real uh, relationship that you formed out there? I I mean, I mean, me and Gabby were together for thirty two days straight. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that that that, and we were tight alliance partners that whole time. Um, so, I mean, like, so we, we talked about all kinds of things. We talked, I mean, she was the person I talked to about Emily, you know, being in a relationship with mm-hmm. her. And, you know, so we, we talked about life and what that was like. So after having been together for so long and through these harrowing votes, um, having to, you know, try to, you know, had to pull off that secret Carl move together. Yeah. I mean, so we, we developed a really close friendship as a result of okay. that game. Does that if, if Gabby you know doesn't take a swipe at you when she did and and you know betrays your alliance in the game, um, would you have been doing the same thing to her uh, as we got closer to the end, or would you have wanted to go to the end with her? I would only have uh, I would have happily gone to the end. Well, frankly, with anybody, just because <laughs> I just wanted to get to the end. I, just, okay. I mean, and not even just like oh my gosh, I would beat anyone. It's like <laughs> I just had to get to that end because I was targeted so many times. Right. So if she wanted to go to the end with me, I was not going to talk her out of it. <laughs> um, but I suspected that she would never want to. So I mean, the only way I mean, the, the primary determinant of me wanting to uh, w- wanting to have gotten rid of Gabby would be is if I felt that she was going to come for me next, and there'd been nothing I could do about it. So more, only out of self-preservation. If, if Gabby had wanted to go to the end with me, I would have been happy to sit next to her. We would have argued our games respectively. 
you know, there was a lot of talk last night at Tribal too about the high level of gameplay. And as a Survivor fan, we we always know we're watching high level of gameplay when we hear the the term voting block, which is kind of like the next yeah. level, you know, strategy on Survivor. Uh, what I want to ask you a deep question about that in terms of what what trait does a person need to possess in order to play a game at that level? Like, for example, why don't we? Why can't most seasons? Um, you kind of adhere to this strategy. Why is it only seen so rarely amongst uh, certain people? Oh, it's a it's a fantastic question. Um, the I, I think that uh, a couple conditions need to happen in order to have this fluid gameplay. Uh, number one is you have to have demonstrated that someone has to be able to cross those tribal lines. Those the the Goliaths never did so until they absolutely had to um, until the vote at Dan. They vote the vote against Dan, and their vote was stolen, so they were effectively in the minority. Mm-hmm. Then they, quote-unquote, flipped, which they did post hoc. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone has to demonstrate the ability to cross tribal lines. So they didn't do it, so I did. Mm-hmm. I wanted the voting blocks to emerge. Me and Gabby made sure that we crossed tribal lines, and I wanted it to do it so it would free up the game. Number two, you just need people who, um, in order, who are willing to be adaptable, who, are, who understand... That there is not that that the alliance is necessarily always in their best interest, um, and that's what creates that fluidity. And it was really beautiful to see on that beach. I mean, especially mm-hmm. at that final seven. Sure. Um, obviously, I wish it had worked out differently. I wish I had handled things slightly differently. But that fluidity is probably the thing that only gave me a chance to survive that vote. Sure. Given I wasn't immune. Um. I rarely, rarely dig into somebody's uh, CBS profile <laughs> from the preseason to ask them a question, but uh, something I read in your profile struck me I wanted to ask you. Uh, you would put something along the lines of, I need the game and the game needs me. As viewers, we saw why the game needed you, You know, you, the entertainment you brought and what you brought to the game. What did you need from Survivor, though? What did I need for Survivor? I, I felt I needed the chance to to prove my mettle in a game that had nothing to do directly with my line of study. I mean, I talked a lot about you know, how science applies to Survivor, and that's all true, but I didn't get a Ph.D. in Survivor, mm-hmm. you know. I, and I don't want to live a life where I stick to what I am trained in, um, and people can say, yeah, 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 I know Christian. He's good. He, he knows his robot stuff, but... How would he fare if something that had nothing to do with robots? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wanted to prove that I was a formidable person outside of my narrow field of study, and that was the opportunity that I got. And like I said in my final words, I wanted to be a formidable person and be respected, and I think I did that. So maybe I should respect myself more. Yeah, and on that note too, you know, there's a lot of talk about how many votes you received. You know, you received 18 votes against you through the game. But what I found interesting, if, if you look at the other people that had that many votes, like Laura Moret or a, a Phil Shepard, um, <laughs> those were not necessarily well liked players uh, in the game. Uh, so you received all those votes and were com- like kind of universally liked by everybody, and everybody thought you were a threat. That has to mean something to you when you look at your legacy in the game. That's uh, that's a very flattering way to put it, I, and I, I, I it's and it does it does come with a little a, a, a little bit of, of pride, if if I'm being honest. <laughs> awesome. Well, of course, here's I saved the deepest question for last. Um, what is worse, uh, balls separating or balls clinging together? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, ball separating, that, that, that would presumably require some kind of tension, whereas the clanging, that's an impact force, which tends to have higher magnitudes. So I think separating would be better. Uh, clanging would be worse. Fantastic. Uh, Christian, uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with this. What uh, ultimately, people, again, you know, you know the reaction from people, but what? Uh, how would you like people to remember you in the game? Everybody's kind of convinced we're going to see you play again, first of all, uh, but but what do you hope people kind of take away from you you as a character on television? I, I hope that they saw someone who was brave enough to talk about a TV show, a reality game show, um, in a way they might not have thought, that in a way that people might have been bored by or thought was pretentious by talking about it in terms of academics and sciences, but that they acknowledge my ambition in trying to tell the story of Survivor in a different way. And I'm thrilled that so far it seems like people have listened. Christian, it was uh, awesome. Super honored to get a chance to talk with you and watch you play the season. I wish you nothing uh, but the best moving forward. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. Have a good day. You too. So there you have it. That's uh, my uh, interview with Christian. Uh, <laughs> just you got to love the guy. It, just the way he talks, his, it, there's something about him that really brings you, draws you in. And he seems like such a genuinely nice dude. And I think that's a huge part of why this season is working, by the way, is the fact that not only are we watching people play high level of Survivor, not only are we watching a great cast, but there's there's no venom in it. You know, there's not, none of that uh, that acidic kind of like you know, ill will kind of nature that you get in some seasons. We're not seeing, you know, people burn socks in the fire and and do things just to be dastardly or to, you know, create themselves as a villain on television. These people all seem like genuinely good people that are just playing a game of Survivor. And that's really what it should be. And it should be a note to future seasons, you know, to take a note uh, of and look at this season and kind of draw from it. But Christian embodies that again. You know, here's a guy... He was, you know, backstabbed by Gabby, and, uh, you know, whatever. It's a game, <laughs> and uh, it is what it is. So, anyway, I just, I love talking to him. I was looking forward to chatting with him all season. I wish I could talk to him for another 20 minutes. I have uh, a lot more deep questions uh, for him, but I'm glad at least he cleared up the uh, the ball clinging versus ball separating, neither of which would I consider to be a, a good option. But um, when faced with one or the other, I guess there you go. You have it from Christian, which would be better. So uh, we move forward, and we go into next week's finale. Again, I just want to tell everybody about the podcast. Make sure that you check it out. It's going to be a long, big one next week, and uh, it's going to be full of stuff from me summarizing the season. Uh, and we're also going to be chatting with all six of the remaining contestants, including whoever comes out victorious as a sole survivor. Then we're going to be looking ahead to season 38, which will be previewed at the live reunion show next week. So there's just so much that's going to be uh, gotten to there. Then stick around beyond the podcast on Thursday because on Reality T by the end of the week, maybe Thursday, possibly Friday, I'm going to be putting out my updated list, the my ranking of the most memorable seasons of Survivor, as well as where this winner ranks on the all-time winners list. 
So that's something I do every every season after every season, and uh, you know I get all kinds of uh, range of uh, fan reaction, <laughs> but. That's the whole point of it is to get fan reaction. So uh, let me know what you guys think, uh, where this season should be, where this year's winner should rank among the all-time greats, and uh, just give me your feedback. And if nothing else, this should encourage you to pull back some people who might have fallen off of Survivor and get them back into the show. Have them watch this season. And I mean, I don't understand why we can't make season 38 and February be one of the highest ranked ones uh, that we've ever seen as far as highest rated ones I should say get, let's get people to watch a show it's still winning Survivor is winning by the way every Wednesday night uh, it's going strong there's no stopping it and David versus Goliath was just a huge jolt into this franchise uh, just reminding people that it can be great and it can be great based on what Christian said in his Ponderosa video, which you guys should go check out too on CBS.com. But he, in the CBS video, he talked about the variances of Survivor. If, if, if it was the same thing every time, uh, it would get boring and nobody would watch it. It's the variances, the possibilities of things that could happen that make Survivor interesting. And David versus Goliath just kind of proved that when you get the right mix of things happening, it can just be very, very good television. So anyway, let's leave it on that note. Uh, again, we're down to the finale. Let's do it next Wednesday. It's a two-hour finale, live reunion show to follow. Uh, then you can check out my recap on Reality T and then join us for the Film Survivor Podcast season finale edition on Thursday after all of the exit interviews are completed. That'll do it for now. Let's get excited let's tell people about this finale and let's have some fun as we close out season 37 david versus goliath and uh i'll be here for it we'll talk to you guys next week have a great weekend bye bye